Welcome to the Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy, joined by phone. We have Vance. Hi, Vance. How you doing? Good. In very close proximity to Vance, we have Todd. Hi, Todd. Hi, I'm here. Hi, I have Ranger to my left. And this podcast is brought to you by Fatty Z Muskie Products, fattyzmuskie.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, I still haven't updated the website. I probably, uh, I just reminded myself because I kind of do this plug every week and I haven't done it yet, but you can find Bates at Muskie Tackle Online. Uh, he has all the standard colors. Well, I wouldn't say all, all the colors that he has. He just got a shipment not too long ago. Um, you can also find some at Team Rhino Outdoors. He has exclusive colors. So if you want exclusives, not like the run of the mills, hit up Jeff. If you like the standard paints, hit up Aaron. And rod holders. I've been very busy assembling, shipping, fielding questions, measuring boats, doing all that stuff. It seems to be that time of year. Um, so any questions with rod holders, feel free to drop me a line, get in touch, however you want to do it. And we'll try to find a solution that fits your budget and your requests and all that stuff. We'll, we'll find something. So that's my short little plug for now. Muddy Creek. Muddy Creek fishing guides, mcfishingguides.com. Get a hold of us. Vance and I are fishing now. Just started on Saturday, and uh, we're up here at Chautauqua Lake. We'll be fishing through November. And, uh, man, if you're looking to do something this summer, June, uh, unless we get a cancellation, we have nothing going on there. We had a couple cancellations here. I have two days. Vance's book, July. Uh, I have two days open that I'm trying to fill. The 2nd of July, which is the day of the new moon, should be a good day. And the 25th of July, had a couple cancellations. So through June, July, we have a couple days. August, September, get a hold of us. We're going to be fishing this fall. we got lots of openings still then. And uh, we're back at it. So get a hold of us. We're going to do our best to get you out there and get you on some fish. Oh, I have July 4th and 6th. That's it. It's busy. It's fun. It's fun. You but guys are five days into it. You'll start you getting like that five o'clock shadow, you know, come mid-July. I shaved mine. Todd looked, Todd looked great today. I looked like the bear. I'll have to take you. Yeah, sure. Like when I got it, when I got in from the charter, I like, I was falling asleep, but I didn't want to fall asleep because I knew I, if I did, I was going to be like in a hard nap and not be able to do this show and then not sleep for the charter tomorrow. Not sleep. Nice... <laughs> not sleep for the charter. <laughs> well, like, you know, get your like standard four hours in. I would have been up at like 3 a.m. Like, oh, shit. We should just start fishing now. But um, right. I knew what you meant. But Todd, the way you said it, Todd it sounded like the door. You, you were going to sleep during the charter. That's why I laughed. Well, that happens a little bit while we're trolling. It's not true at all. Yeah. I've heard story. I've heard stories about yeah, no. people sleep trolling. Mm-hmm. Sleep trolling. You guys actually, have the autopilot. You don't have to do anything, right? Yeah. Actually, the the guys were was oh, the guy was sleeping. Uh, oh, I've oh, oh, I have so many. All the time. Uh, yeah, I have. So, I have <laughs> stories about that. We were we were waking. Up. He was getting woken up by fish. But uh, where I was going with this was if you come out and fish with us in uh, that late summer or the fall 
where we have some availability. You'll be fishing out of Ranger boats. Big shout out to them for sponsoring this show. Uh, and if you would like to get into one, go and check out Vic Sports Center in Ken, Ohio. They're fishermen who set up boats. That's That goes a long way in the industry. Um, check them out. They got Starcrafts as well, Star Welds, all that Great Lake stuff that they do have the Ranger boats that we absolutely love. Um, also, if you come and fish with us, you'll be using St. Croix rods. Big shout out to them. Thank you for sponsoring Muddy Creek in this show. Uh, we've been using them. They stand the test of time and have a great warranty. Um, what's the other one? How do you like the trolling ones? You got to use I like the, well, the, with how busy I was like coming up to this, I essentially like touched down on well, yeah. everybody heard that horribleness, but I didn't get to use the out rods yet. Okay. And set them up, but I love the, I mean, the seven footers I have are amazing uh, for, for the down rods and the boards. Uh, I love that trolling series. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, those are just, those are, I, I think they're going to like kind of be like Vance proof, you know, like, uh, mm-hmm. Kind of be like Vance proof. So they float. (laughs) I I haven't tested if they floated yet, but, uh, (laughs) or float, but I used the wrong thing. Float. Um, they floated. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they're stunners. Check them out. Um, also, big shout out to Baker Bates. Thank you for sponsoring the show. And also, Baker. And Muskie's Inc. Chapter 69 is putting on a tournament on this lake in our backyard here right now. Uh, Chautauqua Lake on the 29th of June. That's a one-day tournament. Starts at 7. Check out Muskie Inc. uh, Chapter 69's website for all the details on that. Come up, fish for the day. Um, It's a great lake. It's a great tournament put on by good dudes uh that those chapters in new york are doing great things um and of course there's always wonderful giveaways at the end um so make sure you sign up for that i know they got some t-shirts for it uh get on there grab some t-shirts sign up for the tournament and come up and have a good weekend win some big money too yeah Huge Huge money. money. There you go. All right. I got another tournament announcement to do. This will be our last show before this tournament announcement, and I hope it reaches some people. But this Saturday, June 1st, the Wassa Area Muskies, Inc. is having a tournament. They're trying to grow this one. I've been plugging this for probably the last four or five weeks, something like that. Uh, For more information, go to wassamuskies.com, and you can find it. That is their local chapter's website. And um, you're probably not going to be getting the advanced entry there. But uh, the rule meeting will be tomorrow at 7 p.m. So short notice on this one. But uh, if you can make it, shoehorn yourself in. Try to make it happen. Support uh, support that local chapters tournament there. Okay. With that, Muskies, Inc. We just talked about two different chapters. Uh, we talked yes, about we Central New York's 
chapter 69. Eh, I think 70 is more central. But anyways, there's a lot of chapters in there, Todd. Yes, there are. There's a chapter just in, probably just in about every state that has muskies. And uh, all those chapters are going to be able to do good things if you get involved with your local chapter. Chapters are going to do what the members do. Uh, you know, being a part of Muskies Inc., the big organization, helps to get things done, gives you a voice when you go and talk to your fisheries, whether it's dealing with stocking or size limits. But uh, the only way that happens is by getting involved in Muskies Inc. I've seen it happen. I've seen what our chapter's done. I've seen what these New York, our chapter in Pittsburgh, chapter 16. I know what uh, these New York chapters have done. And without the voice, there's been lots of different musky organizations pop up that I've watched through the years. And, you know, guys are gung-ho, but, you know, it just doesn't seem like things get done unless you go in with the big, the big name of Muskies, Inc. Uh, you're, you're our responsibility, I feel, as musky fishermen, is to be a part of it. And try to get things done that uh, that you want done around your local state, whatever laws or whatever, or just you know helping out the fishery, buying the minnows. Lots of chapters are doing that, you know, getting the uh, holding those fish longer. I think it's making a big difference here in our state of Pennsylvania. By holding them, you mean out. stocking, holding them longer before stocking, not out so of hold, the water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, holding the holding the fish over, giving them a little extra feed. I mean, that's, I, I think it's making a big difference here in Pennsylvania. Uh, they're stocking a lot less fish, but much more quality fish. Uh, yeah, get involved. That's the only way it's going to happen. You know, the chapter's going to be what the members make it. So that's our way to uh, give back to the fishery. And uh, it only helps us in the long run. That is true. And you guys happy with the plugs? Sure. Really happy. Okay. All right. Um, this is, we, we didn't discuss this at all, but I think it's a little snippet that would be halfway interesting to think about, a little tidbit to think of. Uh, over the last couple of days, I, I, you know, I check Facebook several times throughout the day and just see what people are commenting on and stuff. And there was a headline, uh, and I'm going to botch it up because I'm literally flying by the seat of my pants right now. It's something like New Mexico or Arizona has like a small body of water that they're going to be stalking tigers in. And like the headline reads like meat eating fish with sharp teeth are being stalked in local water or something like that. <laughs> and, and I mean, yeah. and it had a picture of like this little itty bitty baby tiger. And <laughs> while the headline was obviously to, to, to draw a reaction and stuff like that, one of the guys commented, and I don't know who the guy is. Um, it, it's like an, I don't want to say he's an anti-musky guy because I don't know his story. But the but the guy brought up a point that I thought was worth mentally wrestling with. And, you know, I don't know the whole story about the, the uh, this reservoir or this body of water. Uh, but I have kind of heard of it, you know, just a little bit here and there that I guess it's a lot, it's primarily populated with like sunfish and bass and they're putting in these tigers and hope to, I think maybe swing the balance a bit, you know, get some of these stunted bluegill out. I don't know the whole story, but that's kind of the, the framework that I know of. And one guy commented and he said that introducing an invasive species has never been a solution ever. Because, you know, you know, from the musky crowd, you know, we'd celebrate more, more areas to fish. 
um, more bodies of water and, and things of that of that nature. But there is kind of a that kind of does have some validity to it. And I tried to think yeah. of like a time. I'm not going to comment on that stuff. I look at that stuff. It really takes a special timing for me to really want to chime in on something. And this one just didn't have it. But it, it made me think, what in what scenario has that ever really worked by bringing in a non you know non native um, in you know invasive species to solve mm-hmm. a problem? Well, my, my my initial thought here is it's probably a non native body of water. It's probably man made. It's probably man made. It's a reservoir. Yeah, it's and the I, same I guess, as we I, have as you know we talk about that you know the state of Ohio has zero, Pennsylvania has six, and they're the size of your thumbnail. Yeah. Now, what Todd? What you're uh, talking about is you're talking about natural lakes. Yeah, I'm talking about natural lakes. Yeah. Like if if we didn't, we created the lakes, so we created all everything that goes in them, right? Because the whole lakes created. So right. at that point, it's an invasive part of. It's non-native nature. Yeah, it's not native. The, the lake you know, is non-native as a whole. Yeah, the, the the lake is non-native. So at that point, do what you want. You know, mm-hmm. make climate tuning lake back in 1940 or whatever they made it back then, and you know, fill it with shad and walleye and blah, blah, blah. you know, otherwise we're just a little stream going through there. Mm-hmm. I mean, all these states, you know, even down to Kentucky, Cape Run, there was natural fish in the in the streams, mm-hmm. uh, all the way through Pennsylvania, Ohio, but. Uh, the lakes that we've created, they're, they're, they're not natural. So at that point, how, you know, what, what becomes invasive? <laughs> right. You know, it, it, was, it was something yeah. to wrestle. I the mm-hmm. Yeah. I wasn't really trying to hit the details home on this, this, this report. It was more yeah. or less like this, you know, this thing of like, when has it ever worked? And I mean, I never thought of it from mm-hmm. Todd's perspective about, you know, a lot of this stuff is man-made or, you know, extremely, influenced by the hand of man yeah and yeah. and then it then i start you know and i i just i thought it was kind of pertinent because it's fairly yeah. news in the news article at what point you know what we've discussed this a couple times at what point are there too many muskies in a body of water i mean like if you go out on mm-hmm. a small body of water and you, and you crank you know you can have great days but let's just say you have a 500-acre lake. I'm just making something up. And you consistently go out there and catch between 6 and whatever, 12, every time you go out. Mm-hmm. That's That can't be healthy. No. And nature will take care of it one way or the other through disease. St. Mm-hmm. Clair goes through diseases all the time. Chautauqua Lake goes through diseases all the time. Or Some of the lakes I fish in Canada, all high, the highest populated lakes you can probably fish. They go through disease and, you know, red spot. And that's what nature does, takes care of the thing. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, in, even before that, you know, I, I've seen it happen on lakes, smaller lakes here in PA where that happened and end up getting some really skinny, nasty looking fish, uh, which will eventually succumb to disease or, you know, death in some way, you know. Mm-hmm. Nature takes care of it. Yeah, it's just it, it's an interesting thing that you know I'm I'm not trying uh-huh. to shift a paradigm on this, but it, it is uh-huh. I I enjoy the the wrestling in 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 the head the oh, stuff yeah. that like when you're too. mowing the grass and you're just like okay what am I going to think about other than turn left turn right don't hit that um 
like at, at what point? So we all celebrate, look at this. We just caught a pile of fish over here, mm-hmm. but we all should know in the back of our mind that it's literally just a house of cards. Oh yeah. It it can literally crash in, in one winter. Yep. And you know, and it's, it's, it's not natural. It is a very inter- interesting topic. And we talked about it the one time when they were talking about that stuff going on up in uh, Minnesota where what the, the fishery said, okay, we're done. We're not going to stock this anymore. Mm-hmm. There's already enough muskies in here. You know, I can see their point. You know, no one takes them anymore. We've, we've netted, there's X amount per acre. We don't want more than that. Uh, there can't be an abundance of muskies. It, it, you know, eventually they're going to eat themselves out. Yeah. So, so you, you'd I have see that point. <laughs> yeah. You'd have a, who knows? It could be five years. It could be 20 years of just exceptional mm-hmm. fishing. And then it's just gone and it's just where are they at. Something. Yeah. So now it's yeah. one fish every 10 or 20 acres. I don't know. I'm making up numbers, but yeah, it, you know, I, so, some stuff for, for people out there to think about is really what should the density of muskies be on, you know, in the body of water you're fishing. Yeah. And and what the are other, you experiencing? Uh, What's that, fan? Oh, Todd? Another interesting thing you said, like when you read, you, when you tried to remember what you're reading about, you know, invasive meat-eating yeah. fish getting thrown in here. With razor-sharp teeth. Mm-hmm. They're all so, eating each other. What though. what fish is not eating each other? Yeah, Carp? that's what I mean. They're all eating sucker. each other. Yeah, <laughs> that, That's what fish do. They eat the perch, other fish. The perch eat other perch. They have teeth. They're not razor sharp, but... Uh, they all, that's all fish do is eat each other. Pretty much. Yeah. They're it's kind of funny. (laughs) I mean, and and that's a great point because even, even like the herbivore fish, there's probably a better name than what I just said. Um, brontosaurus. Yes. Okay. So we have an apatosaurus (laughs) carp over here and you know, those things go into, and they, they like whether, I don't know if they do it on intentionally or what, but they'll eat fish eggs and stuff. You know, yeah. they're yeah. if they're not eating it, they're disturbing other things. Because mm-hmm. I've seen these, you know, this little lake behind my parents' house. You know, what what did I figure it out? I I I used, you know, whatever Onyx maps and figured out the yeah, acreage. Yeah, it was like yeah. ten ten twelve acres, and mm-hmm. we had I think it was like nineteen ninety four or five. There was I don't know if it was a drought. I wasn't really old enough to know what was going on, but it just seemed like the weeds grew all the way up to the surface on a lot of lakes. And I think it might've just been a drought that we had no rain. So the weeds looked like they grew really tall, but there was just the yeah, water level. The was lake so actually low. went down. Yeah. And like the whole lake was just a giant mat of like a tannish Brown rotting weed on the top. And so the neighbors thought that they would, to solve this issue that they thought it was a weed problem. They brought in those uh, Amira carp, AM, IRI something like that. It, it's yeah. a it's a yeah. sterile fish, but it gets enormous. And prior to this, my memory was we had a good fishery back there. It was filled with it was a bass and sunfish lake, and but we would catch some decent bass every once in a while. And they brought these fish in to try to eat the weeds because I guess they thought mm-hmm. they were going to eat this whole ten acres of weeds, and they didn't. They, they're not like sheep that you let go in your yard they're going to keep your grass cut they did their thing but then it just seemed like all the fish got stunted and 
part of the reason that, you know, I theorized was that these fish would go in shallow to spawn and they'd make a ruckus. Well, I shot one with a bow, I don't know, back in 2006 or something. And it was like 44 pounds. It was a giant carp. I wanted, I didn't want to eradicate them all. I just wanted to get one to see how big they were. I'm not going to tell the story and the comedy of errors of not really knowing what to do if I were to shoot one. And I lobbed this Hail Mary and I stuck one at like 25 yards in it. The arrow starts swimming all over the place. And anyways, so aside from that, I got it. And I didn't know what to do with it after that. But anyways, I got this big photo of it. But these fish were in the shallow spawning and wallowing around. And that has to disturb nests. And oh, gosh, yeah. my understanding is, is like, you're not going to get a big giant bass. And around here, big giant bass is, I'm going to say, anything over 16 inches, largemouth. And they're not going to go spawn in, you know, four inches of water where these giant logs of fish are in there wallowing around. So it seemed to tend to want to um, select, by chance, the beds of these bigger bass that could breed, you know, bigger bass. Um, And... They just kind of, we're just not catching any big bass out of there anymore. Now, it's been years since I've been back there fishing, but that was a non-native introduced to solve a problem. It didn't solve the problem, and I shot one. <laughs> That's the story. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah those, they even on a smaller scale, did you ever have like an aquarium growing up and you get the algae eaters in there? Yes. They, they suck at their job. You know, it's still, it does keep up. It's yeah. still like, oh you still God. have to clean the tank. I won't have yeah. to clean this once a month now. I got conned into buying these like $14 algae eaters and they sucked. All they did was stick to the glass. Yeah. And, and you see them like mouthing on the glass, not to talk about aquariums too much. And you're like, really? That spot's clean. How many times are you going to suck on that same spot? How much food are you getting? Yeah. Glass, dumbass. And, and and like magically six years later, that thing went from two inches long to like its tail bending around the tank because it just can't go anywhere now. Right. And then you end up just letting it go in the into the river and then hope for the best. I'm just kidding. I'm, we're talking about non-natives. Yeah. So yeah. 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 Um. Don't do that. Yeah, but oh, I guess another thing for a non-native because we're talking about aquariums. I remember I don't know, it might have been twenty years ago or something like that. Uh, it made the local paper here. Little baby Edinburgh Lake uh, gave up a piranha. Some, oh, nice! It, I don't know. It might have been like a foot long or something like that. I don't. I don't remember the whole article thing, but someone caught a piranha at Edinburgh Lake, and I guarantee you that did not make the journey from whatever tropical setting it was in. It was. Yeah. It was a non-native <laughs> put there by someone who, yeah. more than likely, a college kid who did not want to take. Mm-hmm. a fish tank with water back home with him after graduating or summer break, what have you. But anyways, nice. summer break, I'm going to transition summer break into summer fishing, which is the opposite of what Vance and Todd are doing. They're, they're working. So we left off with Vance being extremely frustrated. Uh, I'll do a quick recap on this. Um, Vance got his boat and trailer stuck in his garage on the last show he reversed and forwarded about 10 trillion times 
uh, a scene that I played out in my head that reminded me of Austin Powers with the golf cart trying to turn around yes. in that hallway. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's what it was like. We were talking about it on my charter today. <laughs> Fantastic. Because it, it was a podcast listener. Like, what, what was going on? I said, I don't know. I wasn't there, but I can envision this. Mm-hmm. That's a perfect, the perfect thing, yeah. And then Vance finally got everything out, and he lost his wallet and I think something else, and he ended up having to come back around, and then he thought it was too late, and he ended up putting the boat right back into the spot he spent a half hour getting it out of. Yes. And did yep. you did you ever find your leaders? Yes, I did. They were at camp. Just Isn't this, that a kick in the teeth? Uh, yeah. They, yeah, you, that's what initially like stopped me you know, from getting up here, but it's all good. It's all good. Okay, so that night you went to bed. Next morning, it's time to go to camp. You want to pick up where you left off? Yeah, sure. I I, I got up to camp and uh, did the boat come was... out of the garage? All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Got up here. It was all good. Uh, opened up the camper, moved in essentially, uh, found the leaders. That was great. And then I uh, put on the put on the water just to go check out some spots. Um, and of course I opened up the camper completely wrong. Uh, completely wrong. Like you yeah. went through the window, not the door. <laughs> no, like I turned on like the heat for the water and stuff and there was no water coming into the camper. And oh there was no. Just, like, Did you toast gas? It? There was a like, gas pouring in out of the, uh, spigots and stuff. I mean, yeah, that, that was interesting. My wife and I stopped down to visit Vance. Hey, how's the birthday going? And when you turned the faucet on, it would look like uh, just very, very extreme seltzer water coming out of all the. Yeah. yeah. I mean, nice. very high, high intensity seltzer water. Okay, but mm-hmm. and you, you did not. It did not wipe out the hot water tank. It did not like no. blow that anode or whatever's in there, the teething, uh, the system. Thank God, because I've done that before too. <laughs> okay, uh, but yeah, I have hot water. Nice, but all my drains started backing up, and uh, oh, I had like so... water all over the place. So it was convenient it was... that you wouldn't crank out hot water initially until you could assess the problem of no drainage. Yeah, there was no drainage. I had no idea what was going on, and then I just uh, had to open up my uh, gray water tank valve that was closed uh so i mean you know the apple doesn't fall far from the tree with things that i own okay okay so so you had a little rocky start there but you got stuff figured out all right so so things are rolling now things are rolling you know and we go out there scouted some areas uh enjoyed that the boat ran ran well um and you know this is time to fish it was go time Okay. It's go it was time. Saturday. Okay. Saturday. So, Todd, was there anything up in, I'm going to take, I want to try to keep both of you in parallel here. Mm-hmm. You get up to camp. Was there anything like, you know, you forgot to close the window and bears found their way in? No, nothing happened. God, we were up a couple times. Vance had been running around getting married and touring and, uh, we were up and we took care of all the issues a couple weeks ago. We've only been up once or twice. I didn't mm-hmm. get to scout the lake. 
but uh just gave me his scouting report so we went out and yeah. did our thing. Yeah. you know and of, of course it's it's a busy weekend coming up here uh a holiday the weekend people the, everywhere the, the, the lake is the campgrounds are packed <laughs> it's fun um yeah it's it was it was wild, you know. So I was pulling the boat in and in awkward ways because there was tents everywhere and cars everywhere, and hammered people everywhere. Yeah. Um, and when I first bought my camper here at the same, Vance just moved over to the same campground I'm in. When we first bought it, what six or seven years ago, you know, we made the purchase over the winter. We came up the first time we came in Memorial Day, and I drove in. And there were so many people around. I mean, I drove, I drove around the campground basically like twice. I couldn't find my spot. I had to go to the office and say, so where's that uh, place we bought? <laughs> they had to give me directions. I couldn't even recognize it. What yeah. makes it even better when you have to like swallow your pride and ask and they say, okay, yeah. who are you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was in the area. And when they told me, I still missed it, but I was in the upper road and I looked over and I saw it said Cougar. I said, that's ours right there. Now we got to figure out how to get there. <laughs> it's like a maze if you don't know your way around. It really is. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, but it all worked out and uh, it was time to fish. You know, it was opening day. Uh, caught at a charter. I had a charter. Um, and it was go time, you know. It's the first time to go, you know, even if you uh, scout. You never know what's going to happen. And we always tell clients that to book up on the first day. You know, these places look good, but honest to God, we haven't thrown a, a mm-hmm. rod out yet. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's always a, a uh, not like a nerve wracking thing, but, you know, you just want to let people know that this is the first day. You know, we have not had a lot of time out here mm-hmm. yet. Mm-hmm. We'll fly bootstraps here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm going to bring up something here because this, this is kind of pertinent. So there is a closed season for musky fishing in the state of New York. That's where you guys are at. Mm-hmm. With that being said, you can't fish for the muskies out of season, which Correct. it's kind of a weird thing. I, I understand it to a, to a little thing, but another mental wrestling point is bass also have a closed season, but you're allowed to fish for them. But they allow them to do it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of weird. They're and trying I, to, they're, yeah, they're trying to just leave them be and keep, you know, they, they extended our season now early. They added three weeks at the beginning. They've added a month at the end here in New York. So it's gone somewhere, mm-hmm. but it's still... Still not like, I mean, people, some people don't understand that. Well, why can't you go just fish for them? You're going to release them. Well, we'll release them all anyhow. And maybe that's why they're trying to stick with that. I mean, you know, I think most people release bass too, you know, like serious bass fishermen do. Mm-hmm. You might have some Amish guys keeping some bass or, <laughs> but no one really keeps bass for meat anymore. I don't know. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, we're not allowed to do, you're not allowed to. And it's big, you know, you're just not allowed to do it. I've seen people do it. Yes, I have too. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Talked it, about that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just, it's, I don't want to say it's a double standard. I know a lot more people will fish for bass than, yeah. than muskie on, on every single day of the year. 
but something something interesting just to, to think about, and it's probably just to appease the uh, people that buy licenses. To uh, yeah, hey, what can I fish for? Sunfish. Okay. Yeah. Can I throw this spinner bait? Nope. Because you're fishing for bass. Oh well, how about mm-hmm. this little pop art? No. You know, I guess you got to fish for something. But all right. So, anyways, mm-hmm. um, you did your scouting, and morning of the opening day, unless something noteworthy happened during the scouting trip. Yeah, I uh, not, nothing really. Not, yeah, I don't really remember the scouting trip. You know, I just checked some areas and stuff. But uh, is, you know, it, opening day was good. I was going to say, is it were the spots? You know, prior to your scouting trip, you probably had a mental checklist of like, I want to see, I have these spots that I rank as my top whatever. Did did they fall in line with how you were hoping they would? Or did you get a little bit of a curveball? No, I had a curveball. And what, when, when I first launched what I, on that scouting report, what I was most concerned about is they sprayed the lake a little bit more uh than they did last year well a lot a bit more um and yeah 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 and i was curious to see they did it earlier and i was curious to see how the weed growth uh was going to be because that's your predominant structure that you're fishing on chautauqua lake so uh i see the signs of where they've sprayed and it's uh, it's a lot and uh so you know i expected to go there and just see no weeds, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, you know, it's always it's always heartwarming to pull up to the launch and see eight miles of lake with X's through it, saying this water's been now. You know, don't drink the water. I don't know who would drink it anyhow, but don't, don't swim, don't swim, don't, swim, don't, don't eat pot, the fish, you know, don't eat the fish for the next week, and you know that's really heartwarming to see that yeah. when you show up. It's like, oh, that's wonderful. I, yeah. I can understand that's that. Be really good for the call. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's what I don't. Like. That's yeah. what I don't yeah. understand. All those like, don't get in the water, don't eat the fish, but this is still safe for the fish. Yeah, which is complete <laughs> BS. That's crazy. You know? Yeah, that's complete BS. But uh, okay, so to, you you guys. I guess I'm I'm confused here. So I understand there'll be a concentration of this herbicide in that area, but the lake is all connected to each other. Mm-hmm. Who's to say that, you know, that doesn't, you get a yeah, nice wind strong wind and it or, blows. Yeah, and the yeah. next thing you know, that top yeah. foot of surface water is into another bay, maybe not necessarily killing the weeds, but at the same point you got kids in there swimming and who doesn't, when they go swimming, not take it like, throughout the mm-hmm. swimming trip, a gulp of water, not all at yeah. one time. It, it's, right. It's it's just a weird thing because it's not like, yeah, wow. we just locked these off. We built this dam and this stuff is contained. Yeah. Well, it, it just shouldn't happen. Anybody yeah. listening, yeah. They, 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 they've sprayed the lake um, and I just, it's not good for the fish population. There was a meeting, uh, you know, Todd had informed me that he heard through the grapevine that the homeowners around the lake, when this got passed, they were in tears of of joy. This was finally happening, and all this stuff. So, you, you drive up to to the ramp and you see that, and it's it's not. You know, you're just like oh, crap. You know? Yeah, it's not. It's not really a heck? positive 
point. Yeah. Uh, you're like, oh, so you have eight miles of lake. Of I mean, I think it's even more than water, that. You know, they they went. Yeah. Good God, it almost to... looked like it almost looked like two thirds of it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I was surprised when I pulled up to uh, the spots; the weeds were still there. Mm-hmm. Um, and just for my my opinion, with this spray, it's not going to work how they want it to work. I was going to ask you, like, when you say you pull up to your spots, so there were still weeds that survived the spraying. Yes. It's, okay. So, with that being said, you're going to expect some growth out of them this year, and it literally might be back to square one. July to mid July. We t- we talk about this all the time yeah. about what what happens in these areas that they're spraying. They've sprayed these. They might have uh, leapfrogged their decay a little bit quicker, but these weeds literally die in three weeks from now. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're gone. Notorious. They, they, they do it year after year. year. Year after year, on their own, naturally. They die. They rise. They bake. Blue green algae. Half of the lake is is muck and disgusting and stinks. That's what naturally happens. So, if anything, they're just leapfrogging it, maybe by a week or two, for it to become green and stinky. Okay. You know. And then it's going to come right back. So no, it. it I mean, it, it, it that that particular weed, most of the weed that is in these areas they sprayed, does not come back. That's the thing. I mean, that type of weed dies off. Okay, you get some milfoil regrow, but I mean, there's lots of times there's no weeds down there. When Vance and I can, if we can find a weed bed down there in the fall, it's look, usually, it's like look out. the f out. Yeah, it's like some... but it's hard to find. Mm. It's only happened a couple times in the last few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but the, yeah, it, but the lake naturally cycles through that. Yeah, you know. But so they're, in my opinion, they're dumping a waste of budget. It's a waste of budget, and it hurts the fish. And it's a natural yeah. lake. Do so, you, but you guys have a a number a dollar value that they put into clearing out this section of lake from weeds? Mm. Oh, it's lots of money. I, I can't. I, uh, I, I mean, I did. I did. I was getting emails about that and I looked through it and read them and it's, it, it's a lot of money. Do you, do you Treat. feel comfortable like taking a, a shot, you know, shot from the hip? Six, of a range? six over. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's six figures. It, it's six figures. Okay. So a hundred thousand to almost a million anywhere in there. Yeah, well, not a, million, not, but, right. not a million, but it's over a hundred thousand. I mean, it costs a lot to treat, which they said they treated eight hundred and forty acres. You know, I think it's you know, I mean, I I know what they like at our our local state parks. What it costs to treat forty acres is you know, <laughs> it, it's a lot of money to to do something like that that the state works to get done. Now you're taking that, you know, from 40 to 800 and some. Yeah, it took a lot of money. It took a lot of homeowners putting out money, and it took a lot of big money people, you know, contributing. But uh, I, I would probably, you know, and I'm going to, I know Vance wants to move on on this, but the, the mm-hmm. thing that I'd be interesting to watch is 
if the lake just continues to do what it naturally does, like what Vance was talking about, you're going to get the blue-green algae, and it's just going to be the way it is for the last Mm -hmm. 100 years, or maybe not 100 years, but for the last, as long as I've known it. And then the the property owners are just like, we put out all of this, and it still looks Mm -hmm. like this. And it could lead Mm -hmm. to a frustration. This could actually be a great stepping stone. Or it could be an even even worse one because they can make maybe more take more desperate measures. You know, Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, it can go either way, but it's it's one of those. They've already done this. They've already sprayed tons on Chautauqua Lake in years past, Mm -hmm. and it got like done away with. Oh, just you know, you know, and then now this is the way they're going to try to do it right now. But I think Vance, I mean, I spend a little more time down in the sprayed area than Vance has probably fishing. And uh, now maybe maybe they did make a big difference. I don't know. But the weeds that I'm targeting, like that are, as Andy likes to say, out in the middle of the lake, we're in the middle of the lake. Mm -hmm. They look virtually untouched to me. Now, I I don't win by the docks. I've talked to some bass fishermen that said, no use even going down there. It's, it's, you know, they're, they're gone. Everything's gone. Yeah. Are they talking about around the docks? Maybe I didn't go in there. I don't go in and fish in two feet of water. You know, I was, I was in, uh, that scouting report I gave, I was like, man, the, the edges are like where they were a couple years ago. They grew out further, you know? Oh, it's way further in some of the areas I'm fishing. Yeah. I was like, this is kind of, it's kind of nice, you know? Mm -hmm. So I was, I was a bit surprised and, and, and had a, you know, was in good spirits for that. Um, so I was like, it looks like it's untouched, you know, I don't know if they did a shitty job or, or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. And and, and Vance and I talked about how long does it take? Are they going to die? Like, this week or you know yeah. it was done a week before or whatever I, you know i don't know how long it would take yeah, still I, look good i was down there today it looks the same out where i'm fishing i don't go into the docks it's the same it's the same cycle it's the same cycle. Mm-hmm. i think what people really are looking for is this like to be clear you know and it's just not going to happen it's i don't even not- know if they have enough money to clear all the weeds out of this lake <laughs> you know well, what I'm that's that's the weird yeah, thing about it when, when you <laughs> when you think yeah. about that you get a group of people together and you get the you know people thinking and if this doesn't work it's just you know you can't help but think that they're if they're willing to do this mm-hmm. what's what's the next step and hopefully it's not you know hopefully it's too astronomical for the taxpayer yeah. to say yeah let's you know just whatever we'll live with it but you know hypothetically uh worst case scenario you know they might try to wipe out the whole lake i mean humans are the worst Mm -hmm. you know put a put a damper on the planet all the time they're not the the sole reason for it but uh you know we you get enough people together they can they can destroy a natural body of water easily It comes down to individuals, too, like all these people that are giving money. If it's clear in front of their dock and they can go out there, they're going to be very happy. Mm-hmm. If it's not, they're not. And I already heard people here at the camp bit bitching. Like, I tried to go in and get gas there and my motor clogged up and my motor shut down. I thought they sprayed all this. You know, they have no clue. 
they were a half mile offshore getting into those thick weed beds. Mm-hmm. Have you guys, I haven't had this happen, so I'm legitimately asking this. Have you guys ever gotten a weed so bad that your motor clogs up and it stalls? No. No. Other than Tamarack Lake when it was a trolling motor only. Right, and it's also that lake yeah. was three feet deep on average. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so if your motor yeah. clogged up, you just, like, roll up your pant legs I, and jump out. You just push out, yeah. yeah. No, I've never had that happen. I mean, I, I've been clogged up to you stop and hit reverse and hit clean forward, and go. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I do that often. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I was mean, just curious. It, it, I don't, it, yeah. We're not, you know, they're, they're, they're idiots do that. Yeah. You know, and they were... They were all over the lake this weekend, but I would imagine we could, we could talk about, we could talk about that. But yeah. Okay. You know, so you go and you see, we, we saw that you see the sign, you're like, crap. Then you see the weeds and you're like, this looks okay. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, it's time to fish. So we had, uh, I took some guys out. I fished some spots. I kind of, I bounced. Uh, there was a lot of people there, so I just bounced out. And, uh, you know, opening day was, was a lot of fun. Uh, I fished areas that I really didn't ever do on opening day, and we had a lot of success doing it. Um, and it was a lot, it was a lot of fun. Um, were they new spots to you, or were they, like, secondary spots that you just went because of the crowds? They were secondary spots because of the crowds. Okay. You know, um, that I went to, uh, and I had a good, I had a good group of fishermen, uh, with me. Um, you know, they worked the jerk baits well, they knew what they were doing. Um, I had a guy get his first casting on, uh, what he patented the, uh, triple jerk, which is, <laughs> uh, interesting, but it, it worked. Um, and, you know, we had a, we had a good day on the water and, you know, I have no complaints with the weeds in the spray, but, uh, there were, uh, interesting things going on on the lake. Cause there's a lot of party goers out there. Um, we had, um, buoys were knocked off and floating with chains in the middle of the, of the lake. Um, that if you could see, you know, there's a, uh, just take your standard, no wake buoy. Maybe it's white with some orange stripes on it. Um, it's usually chained to something, uh, and, and it goes down to the bottom. Well, some of these were floating out in the middle of the lake. Cause I would suspect that people drove over them, knocked them off an area that was very shallow and they drove over it, hit it with their boat, lodged it. And now it's out floating. Well, this, they're usually, I would say about like 18, maybe two foot, uh, off the water. So you can see them. Well, they kind of look like pop cans. If you could imagine that they're Uh, cylindrical in shape, but you know, naturally, you see these things, they're, they're markers. You see them on the, on the water, but when they're, say you're in five foot of water Mm -hmm. and somebody drive, they have a a seven foot lead of a chain on it, you know? So it stays up. Mm -hmm. 
if you if you knock that off that five foot ledge and it's now in say it's 20 a bobber foot. water it's a it's a bobber so <laughs> this thing sinks and you just see this like little white pop can i'm like oh look at that trash in the water and i'm like oh my god that's a that's a hazard look at that giant chain next to it um and that happened when i when i uh ran a trolling spread i was driving by i was like there's there's trash right there and you go to pick it up and then i'm like oh my god there's a giant chain there and uh my planer board's heading right for it and uh i almost got i almost got hung up on it i hit the i opened up the bale that thing stopped on a dime i turned the 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 boat uh the proper way and then finally uh took the bale back over and that that thing went around it but it's it's hazards like that uh that happened on a big party weekend um and the same exact story vance and i were talking about it that night yeah i did the same exact thing i was trolling the same line looked and i said oh i'll go pick up that pop can Mm -hmm. and by the time i realized what it was I missed it with my out rod, planer boards heading for it, open the bale, exactly the same thing happened to me. Because when I see something floating, I mean, I do that. And I'm trolling, like, oh, I'll go get that bag. I'll go get that pop in. I'll get Both that did shoe. the same exact thing. Yeah. I'll get that. Yeah. And it, it was it was hilarious. The, the, the board just, like, stopped right in front of it. <laughs> the same thing happened to me. And I thought I was like, oh, we're done. Uh-huh. Somehow the lore cleared. Yeah. I know. Thank God, because I really like that lore. And we uh, had boats. There's two boats. Sank. Mm-hmm. Like cutty boats. Not not small boats, yeah, like big boats. Yeah. Sticking okay. up I like sunk in water and they're sticking up kind of like if you ever saw that classic scene in Jaws, you know, at the end, when the orca's sinking and uh, Brody's on there with the, yes, with the rifle. getting ready to make the shot. You know, that's that's how boats were looking on Chautauqua Lake. <laughs> there was one in the north and one in the south. I saw them uh, evacuate or, esc- or however, you know, Whatever. saving. Pulling it. Pulling it out. They were tying... Uh, balloons to it and stuff i watched them like, like a get well balloon on it or something yeah. <laughs> yeah they were like divers going down and but they were not small boats no they were big they were boats. big they had they, they were cutties and i have no idea how they would do how that happens i mean the only and, thing that i can think of like about this because i saw a picture i was going to say is it is it did zach put up a picture i saw zach yeah Advanced. I, I took. The I picture. sent that. Yeah, I took the picture. I sent it to Zach. Oh, okay. And so he he put he put that up. So it's on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um. But how the hell does that happen? I mean, it's you got to you got to think one one. I think like immediately. I think stupidity, and then yeah. I go straight to insurance. <laughs> I, I'm going to go a slightly different route, and I'm going to—I'll I'll tell like a, a story, and I'm going to omit names. But this person uh, was wanting to go out and get the boat running for the season. The other person, a significant other, wanted to bring friends out on this boat, and 
while those friends got on the boat, so there's four people out there, the, the, the main pilot of this vessel was trying to just check stuff over, get stuff ready and whatever. But the second person who brought the friends was more interested in entertaining and just sitting back and thinking that everything was automatic. And while the person driving was responsible and stuff, it becomes difficult, especially with a bigger boat, to do everything without someone halfway paying attention. And things happen, like you come into a dock and you're expecting some help, and next thing you know, you hit the dock, and then you throw it in reverse, the prop hits the ground, and all, all that stuff like that. So what I think was, or a possible uh, thing that may have happened, was people were just excited to go out. They set the boat in the water or whatever, weren't never put it, the plug in never put the plug in or just <laughs> never really checked the boat over well enough like it, it could have been a, a simple like if, if it was a big cutty it might have had an io and they might not have replaced the water lines the cooling lines on the engine and that thing's sitting there running idling or what have you and it's just putting water in the boat a little bit more a little bit more next thing you know stuff submerged they never check their bilge and they're too busy worrying about hot dogs and you know doing the dab and whatever other dance, the floss that they want to do. And very popular. It is. My daughter loves it. And next thing you know, it's the point of no return. Panic sets in adrenaline and you just don't do smart things. And then you're just getting pulled off of a sinking ship. Yeah. I mean, but insurance, I wouldn't put it by that, but based off of the weekend and being that it's a major lake, you almost should expect that there's going to be boats that sink. <laughs> I honestly, I mean, I ran into one sailboat that I saw sunk that I hooked. It's the only boat I think I ever remember seeing sunk. I've seen a lot of, I've seen them trying to recover a lot of bodies. Never a big boat like that that was sunk. It wasn't like there was a giant. That, I mean, we did have a big storm, borderline tornado. Vance has pictures of that. Mm-hmm. But the lake, but it never got rough enough to sink a 30 foot boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. In, in I don't know. Okay. So you guys had rogue buoys and, and boats going down. Uh, you yeah. got dead zones in, in the lake. There, it's there the apocalypse. Was, there in, uh, we hit some like weather changes that day, you know, hot and sunny, windy. Um, and then towards the latter part of the day, uh, it started getting really nasty and just like clouds were stacking and the wind was weird and you start getting these like aggressive white caps that really shouldn't be coming from the direction that the wind's blowing. It was just weird. Uh, and I'm looking down the lake like 10 miles at the end of the day. And I'm like, that's a tornado. It looked like one. I'm like, that looks exactly yeah. like a tornado. <laughs> and I had a couple other people on my on, on the boat, and they're like, half of them agreed, half of them didn't agree. Uh, and I was like... Where were you on hey, this? Regard- if you, if you would, put your money down on it, the, you have to pick the, one. The, the, the one guy's like, you know, he's like, ah, you know, I'm, I lived in Nebraska for six years. You know, I know the tornado looks like that ain't no tornado. And I was like, well, I have a visual, and uh, I think that's a tornado, so we're going to end it here. 
and uh, those guys stayed in town for the night, and all the townies talked about were the tornado that touched down uh, in a county <laughs> uh, <laughs> for about yeah, ten minutes right, or so. Right down the road, yeah. So it was neat to see that, um, and also horrifying as well. <laughs> Not that I'm wishing horrible, we- uh, you know, weather on my little part of heaven over here we literally got like no rain like it yeah, missed us it went north and south yeah like it's, I, it's I, also i described we, I mean, this we, we, and i'm gonna we described this i got a little bit of rain by a little bit of rain the raindrops hit my driveway kicked up dust and when the rain stopped it was dustier than when the than before it rained that's how much yeah. rain we got but go ahead vance i don't think we've had a day that didn't rain did we vance Mm-mm. No, it's been it's, it's been really spotty, like all over the place. Yeah, all my stuff soaked. Yeah, it's a, it's it's uncomfortable up here right now. You know, nothing consistent. Uh, you're wet one minute, you're hot. You're yeah, you, you're putting on a t-shirt the next. You know, just gross. You know, just normal okay. weather. Yeah, just inconsistent. Everybody's calling. You know, look at the weather. It's crazy. You know, should we? Should we not yeah, fish? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, but it's they don't last long up here. They come in if if they come in, they come in like a fury for a couple minutes and then it's gone. Uh, but I mean, we I I think we lucked out. It hasn't been like consistently bad, but no, no, like it's it's hit hard occasionally. It's been, it's and, been very annoying. Mm-hmm. Like you're kidding. I have to do just this. like pick you know, God, yeah. It's the weather here. I fell in the lake. Fell in oh the lake. God. Oh my yeah. god! Yes. <laughs> yeah. Are you, are you going to tell us the story? I, or are we just going to visualize yeah. you walking yeah. down the dock and tripping and falling? That was about what happened. Yep. <laughs> tell <laughs> me it was slow mo, like you tripped <laughs> and you hit on the dock. That was about Wait. six. I I fell in, off the dock in Canada one time. I fell asleep when I was standing there fishing, at, like after dark. And uh, that's the last time I fell in the lake till this is 40 some years later. Well, okay, I pulled in and I was, Todd and I were launching at the same time. It was pouring. It, it was. Todd's boat was in the water. I waited to put mine in the water. And I saw Todd underneath this pavilion, so I went and talked. I went to see, you know, what was up. My guys were, I just said, hey, well, let this pass. We're going to start in like 45 minutes. I wasn't that smart. Well, uh, I, I walked over to Todd, and he was like taking his boots off and stuff. I was like, oh, man, you know, he's, he's just, you know, getting comfortable. And he was in good spirits. He was like, what's up, man? I was like, hey, how you doing? I was like, what's going on? You were like, I fell in. <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, what are you talking about? The Gore-Tex I boots fell in Gore-Tex, the lake. Gore-Tex boots, Gore-Tex outfits, they did not work. Yeah, I, I did see on their warranty that they claim full submersion will keep you dry. Yeah, Todd's there wringing out his socks. You know, it, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. I was like. I have a yeah. T-shirt. Yeah. 
it was it was bad it, 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 you know when you're doing that in the, in the dismount of taking the boat off the trailer and everybody does it differently and we do it all the time by ourselves and it's it's we do it relatively the same i'm a little <laughs> bit more like liberal with mine i just let the thing float off and whatever if it hits something it hits something todd todd's been doing it the same way for years um you get you get closer to the dock and you yeah. use the dock to your advantage. Whereas yeah, I, I'm, I'm afraid to jump in because I might slip and fall on the lake. Right, exactly. Mine. How'd that work out? Mine. Yeah, we did. Mine work this time. <laughs> I can't really do. I can't really do that. I have to get the thing like. Mine doesn't come off the bunks. Well, you know my back tires are in all the time, so I have to like let the thing drift off regardless of how close I am, where I can still like get up and grab, grab the boat or grab a rope. Um, but Todd's really meticulous and, and gets it, you know, perfect, perfectly lined up. But um, after that, you leave it hooked up um, to the winch and you have to step off. And the way that we step off is over the bow and onto a tire. And, uh, you know, sometimes that tire is very slippy and yes. stuff like that happens. And I remember when, uh, I was like washing the boat for the fourth time ever, I was like putting like wheel shine on the trailer tires and I went to the spare and I was like, and I should, I should not do put tire shine armor all on here right now. It just make it slippy as all hell. It would, you know, look cool, but. That was the uh, that was the killer that that slip, slippy tire, right? In the yeah, and and I usually do like unhook it. I don't always do that, but this day there was a bunch of weeds and blood and stuff in there from the day before, mm-hmm. and it was raining like crazy. And I had my nice Gore-Tex suit on, so I backed it in, kept it at that angle. And I was hosing my boat out. I have a hose down kit. So I hosed out the inside. So I was still hooked up. Because mm-hmm. I wanted to keep the angle. So when I kicked the bill, John, it would all come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hit the tire. Went to step in the trailer. Foot came off. Other foot hit the pavement in the water, which is like grease with and yeah, I, I banged up everything. I had big bruises across my ass. <laughs> I uh, I have other than my other than my sh- my shins banged off the trailer. This is one of the worst worst yeah hits bruises, you could ever take. Bruises on shin both hit. shins. Bruises bruises on both ass cheeks. My <laughs> shoulder hit the bumper. I think it was the bumper of the truck, and my head. But I got my arm up there. But now I was stuck in that position, so I had to take my arm off and put my arm down up to my shoulder to so I could stand back up. And I just I mean, didn't launch. Everybody was out there. And <laughs> right after this happened, I'm in there, and the one guy looks over and said, hey, do you need some help over there? And I was like, obviously, he didn't see what just happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And nobody had any idea. But like, 
just glad. In, instantly when it happened, I thought, I'm glad this is not October. It's freezing. Making <laughs> lemonade. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. but like a champ, you fish the rest of the day. Oh, yeah. I hate having wet feet, too. I went through two seasons without having wet feet. I fished in wet feet all day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What do you do? Let's just talk about how how, how dangerous that is, though. We have a friend that we think that that's probably what happened. They got wet feet? No, you, you you launch your boat, so you slip out, you hit your head, you become unconscious. You can drown in two inches of water. It's probably what happened to uh, Andy. Oh, you're talking uh, about Darren. Darren, yeah. You know, his boat was like hooked up, sitting there. He could have knocked himself. It was deer, it was deer season, you know. That's mm-hmm. probably what happened. It was late in the fall. He hit that stuff. Was It was cold water. Stuff mm-hmm. happens. You You have heavier clothes on. You get drenched, you hit your head, you're out there, it's frigid. Yeah, it's bad news. I've done that like a thousand times in the last 10 years, probably more. But finally you fell in. (laughs) Only takes once. I know I will watch my footing every time I do it now. Mm -hmm. You know, more, more, I mean, I always do, but now I'm going to be extra careful. A little bit gun shy, are you? Yeah, actually, I am. Nothing wrong with that. I've fallen in too. Plus, a little sore. Still, yeah, those are those are bruises, opening day mm-hmm. bruises. Take your lumps. So that leads you guys on to, I guess, the remainder of the week. Was there anything else you know that you feel is noteworthy? The life of a guide. Yeah. You know, I haven't had like many blunders. Uh, you still have your net. I still have my net. There was a, a replacement loop. in the back of your truck. That's nice. Absolutely. There was a loop cut in my net um, that I zip tied. Uh, there. That was something that happened to that net. Um, oh, crap. What was the one thing? Oh, this happened how busy like my first three days were mm-hmm. um i was out on the water and i had uh, these camp my camper keys on me uh, but i lost them that and, seems to be uh, common okay but go yeah, ahead i lost them and i was doing an evening trip and um we were stuck out on the water for like 45 minutes looking for these keys um and it was just a, a whole rigmarole. We had like a dinner ordered that was coming to the place that we were staying in the camper here. Uh, that was, we missed that because we were looking for um, my camper keys the entire time in pitch black. Uh, that wasn't fun. But that night I had uh, frozen fish in, in the, oh geez, yeah, in the truck. Oh, so, so you got like the, one of these like 12 volt freezers in your truck? No, just a cooler. Okay. Just a cooler. And, um, you know, so you get back to the campground. It's late as hell. You know, all the musky uh, fillets. 
Mm -hmm. All the musky boys, right. And uh, it's like 1030 at night. We're finally eating dinner. I'm trying to unpack the truck. Uh, and I have this cooler. And I bring the fish and I throw it in the fridge. Uh, and it's a really a lot of stuff going on that night. Just like couldn't wait to get to bed, eat and go to bed, you know. Um, next day comes, next day comes. Like I have this smell in my truck. I'm like, what in the hell is that smell? It stinks so bad in here. And I'm like, well, whatever. I'm, I'm only in the truck for like 10 minutes, you know. So I crack a window. And I go out and do the do the it'll go, come back. It'll go away. Mm -hmm. I'm like, maybe it's just like musty in here or something. I don't know. Maybe I left like a wet rain jacket. <laughs> I come back, it stinks like even worse. It was like a baking hot day. I'm like, I have to get rid of this piece of shit truck. This like just stinks. I've had it for too long. That's it. I was like, wait a minute. I was like, this these like first three days were insane. I go back and I lift my, my back seat up and there is a pack of like 72 hour old fish just rotting underneath my seats. That is going to be Fell tough out to get out. <laughs> oh my God. It was in, I mean, it was in a pack, but it's, it was disgusting. I went and threw it away like immediately. Oh, I would imagine uh, nothing other than that, but but I mean, like holding it, like running, like with my nose like pinched. It stunk so bad. Like a first time diaper change in a car. Sure. Yes. Okay. Something like that, and I I couldn't believe. It. I mean, it's still my truck still stinks a little bit. I have ozone running in it right now. <laughs> Like what we use for our hunting clothes. Yep. Um, but I just could not freaking believe that that happened. That was just a bunch of. Now, did, was do you think it happened when you took the things out of your cooler, or mm -hmm. prior to loading it, you just happened to have one fall down there, and it just took that long to permeate through the the vac seal? I I think it. I just couldn't catch it. Uh, you know, like the cooler was open and it was one of those bag coolers you know okay okay i'm following you and i think that uh just with travel and stuff that like fell over and one snuck underneath the seat and i went <laughs> to grab them all up and uh you know i lost a really good bag of fish and it's still haunting me to this day it was going to taste good and i think about it every time i get in that truck because it still stinks like it Uh, they were King Salmon. Shout out to the guy. I know he's a listener of the show. Uh, that that uh, that you wasted his fish. You lost a bag. Well, of kings. I lost. I lost one bag. One bag. Uh, and they were fresh caught from that day. You know, absolutely delicious stuff. But I, I lost one of the bags. I was very, very disappointed. Think about it all the time. Pour one out for your homies. <laughs> yeah so other than that right. crushing front hooks banging fish baby you know the the fish really were crushing front hooks uh 
on those raptors and uh i just we i talk about it all the time there's something about it when when they when they hit and they're on and they're smashing those front hooks that's what those fish were doing um every single one of them people in the boat were just like crushing front hooks i'm like yeah that's what i mean when i'm when i'm saying that stuff uh lots of hooks cut um raptors were on fire and what else is new in that that realm but i love that bait well i don't have too many of them so don't lose them i won't i'll have to dip into my personal stash should you need replenished (laughs) you know the, the raptors are on fire uh lots of uh, first fish on Goldie Bakers for people, uh, father, son combo. Uh, yesterday I had somebody get a first one on a, on a Goldie Baker. Um, just weird how that stuff happens. You know, you got a whole spread out there and then of course it has to be this Goldie Baker that gets hit, you know, mm-hmm. it's hilarious. Good stuff. Todd, you got anything other noteworthy? No, man. I, I, I'm i trying to replace my Goldie Baker. I lost the old original. I, I don't know this for a fact, but it's probably, I, it's probably the first batch, at least, that, Vance, or that uh, Zach painted years ago. And, uh, and I told him what I wanted, the gold, the Goldie. He painted some up. I got one. I had that till I had it till last, like late summer. Caught a couple hundred fish on it, and uh, it uh, it's gone. Lost it, and uh, got some new Goldie Bakers this winter from Zach. And I was running some of those new colors. He painted some really cool new colors, and uh, I had them. I I last yesterday afternoon was the first time I trolled. We we casted. Everybody wanted to cast. We we trolled a little bit last yesterday afternoon and today we went out and between me being beat up plus the guy I was fishing with had herniated discs in his back. So he casted yesterday. He didn't really want to, he said, let's do some trolling first. So I went through a couple of those old, the, the new colors and I, Oh, I haven't tried the new Goldie Baker out. I put it out on a board. Awesome running little bait. As soon as I put it in the water, I was like, Oh yeah, I think I found my replacement and, we uh didn't take long we got we got a fish on that one so mm-hmm. it was fun goldie bakers it's funny I, you know i've we vance and i just heard just the other day you know one of our friends up here is like i haven't got any fish on that goldie baker but i, I don't know how you can't catch it. i don't know yeah that's, that's I, I have no idea how you can because it's <laughs> i tried four of the new colors and i was like oh that looks good ran it a little bit i was like I never tried my Goldie, put it out. Zip, 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 zip. <laughs> yeah. Fine feeling. As soon as it happened, I was like, that's Goldie Baker right there. <laughs> yeah. It's hilarious. All fun. Yeah, it's all good. All You know, same stuff, different day. Just waiting for stuff to get, uh, you know, for me to lose some, some things and just keep hammering at them. I love it. I guess, you know, unless you guys got something else, we can wrap this up here. 
We got swimmers coming out. We do. Everybody check check the social media for that. Uh, like I said, Andy's uh, finishing. I'll, I'll give an update on this, so we're not leaving people hanging. Because I have said for weeks that I'd update the website with Raptors, and I haven't yet. I have one, two, three patterns painted, done, assembled. I'm actually looking at them right now. We're holding them to give me a few more days to get some other housekeeping stuff done here before we drop them. This is real. This will happen. Um, but we do have some glitter swimmers um, ready to go, and I'm probably going to try to paint some more this weekend to get them wrapped up as well. But go ahead, Vance. Yeah, uh, just keep an eye on our social media pages. There are going to be limited drops. I only poured a, I, I don't even know how many I made, but I don't even get to see them. I've asked Andy to send, send me pictures of my hand in these beautiful things. And he just says, no, I'm not sending you pictures. So no, I didn't say um, it like that. I said, stop <laughs> bothering me and you'll see him when I'm ready. That's ex- yeah. that was quoted. He put it. Polite. Essentially, essentially that was it. Um, and, and we have clients coming on saying, have, how's, how are those glitters coming? You know, are you catching fish on them? And I have to say, you no, know, I've never thrown one because they they're, they all get sold. I don't even have one. Mm-hmm. Maybe I, I want them all for myself. You guys ever yeah, think of that? Huh? What's happening to them? I'm waiting for and Vance I'll, to come down and get them. I don't have a glitter. I'll, a glitter. I'm gonna pour. I'm gonna pour some up here at camp, and we'll just keep keep some to run well. Don't, don't give them to Andy. Yeah. Yeah. Don't give them to the guy that'll paint them. that's the best option and and to be honest i'm being serious with that because i got some eyes we can stick on there we got some eyes there we go i really (laughs) want this to happen guys because i i so here's here's the thing with these glitter swimmers yo vance i got some eyes (laughs) cool so with these glitter swimmers Anything that I put on paint-wise is going to take away from the glitter. So if you guys can just start crushing front hooks with these swimmers with no paint on them, it's a slam dunk on my end. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm-mm. So That's not how this works. You need to put the final touches on them. <laughs> okay. Well, see, now I just brought it full circle. You guys were going to hoard them, and now I'm, <laughs> I'm encouraging it. Now you're like, no, no. <laughs> I got stuff for you. <laughs> Swimmers are the hardest thing to get a hold of. They've been for because they're they're an underrated bait on our boats. Yeah, and they're rubber, and when they when they're done, they're done. So you know, Todd and I really like to have a you know an arsenal of them because they're easy to use. Um, but you know, we we hold those; they're very precious to us. Um, because they just haven't been um, frugal in the in the bait line, you know, with with the yeah. in, in the past couple of years. So, like, you know, I would have like fi- like fire tigers, and I'm just like, shit, like I this is my last one. I gotta hold on to this. my I precious. I'm not going to give it to this guy. He already got a fish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm keeping this here, you know. And my and my raptors are the same way, Andy. They look like crap. I mean, hey, that's I, not I like my fault, okay? No, I, I like them that way. <laughs> I like them all chewed up. But I got a question today. Have you been catching them on those Nemos? And I was like, Nemos? I only saw them for like eight minutes at the show. Mm-hmm. I saw pictures. 
We, we hung them up and they were gone. Yeah, we don't get the. I don't get a name. Oh, are you kidding me? Yeah, Jeez. we don't. We don't. Hey, I barely get anything for Mandy. Yeah, if it makes you feel any better, I have zero of all of those baits you talked about as well. <laughs> you have to look at a picture to remember how to paint. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, that was the time where we were like very desperate to have bait blanks and. I, I had to like make limited runs of all this. And then mm-hmm. now it's now I got a ton of bait blanks and I'm still trying to dig out on standard colors, but we do have glitters. I will say that. And I have, I've been working with some uh, ideas on some other patterns that might not be just so like they're getting stamped out that I'm going to play with. I think they're going to be neat. So I'm hoping if it's a rainy weekend, I can get that crap done. And I, I also, I, I smashed Hobby Lobby uh, you remember, before I went on. I have the receipt to prove it. Yeah, I like, I can't wait to just pull it out. I want to come thing. over and I'm, I'm going to stop by and watch. We're only about 200 yards from each other, so the, not the, even. If you drive not by even. Vance's, yeah. it's going to look like he had a whole bunch of strippers. In his front area, because <laughs> it's just going to be glitter blowing all over the place. What are you guys doing up there? Those Greek guys. Yeah. These the guys wives, know how to party. What were you it, doing? It, what it, happened it, here last night? <laughs> there's just like a glitter haze all over his place and people like, hey, <laughs> this is a family place. And he has a Pyrex cup of like plastisol in his hand and he's <laughs> dumping it into a mold. You guys got to try this stuff. Yeah. Oh, many people have already driven by my campsite and said, saw like, you know, a hundred blanks sitting on the picnic table and. Me sanding away, I didn't have the glitter going, but it's going to get all glittered up up in here. <laughs> Super Good stoked. Stuff. Check them um, out. Watch the social media pages for them. Uh, I'm super pumped, especially about the, the this new green uh, that's coming out. It's just dynamite looking. Um, we'll see how Andy paints them. If they don't look good, it's his fault, but... Well, see, now uh, you put a lot of pressure on me. I, I, I have some really, <laughs> you know, I, I was discussing with another guy. I'm just going to use his initials on what I should do with these colors. And his, his initials were DK um, mm-hmm. about about this one. I didn't want to give it away. So yeah. I we kind of came up with a really cool th- pattern. The unfortunate thing is I have three of these baits. So <laughs> it's going to be very limited on those. Wait a minute. I poured more than them. Not on the color I'm talking about. Oh, okay. And it's going to be, it's, it, the name is going to be a real throwback to any, I'm not going to divulge too much more, but anyways. Yeah. I like those, what were they called? Fish, uh, mission, 50, mission cap. Or, 50, 50, 50 mission cap. cap or yeah, I like yeah. those. Yeah, but they were all gone. I didn't get one. You need a good fish catcher. Mm-hmm. You better talk to customers about that because that's not on me. Yeah, the browns and green. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. Mm-hmm. I might make so some if more. You got, if you're coming on a Muddy Creek Charter and you have some of these, bring them with you. Yeah. Todd might buy them back for 50% more than retail. <laughs> no, no, I'm going to hand you an old standby white or lemon head. They catch fish, too. Or a uh, raptor that used to look like fire tiger. Mm-hmm. 
or three months. Oh, hey, oh, I want to throw that stuff. I want, I wanted to say this too. Throwback colors. Uh, I crushed them on Andy's musky paint pattern on a Raptor. So everybody put in orders for that. Just smoked them on nice. his musky pattern. You remember that pattern, Andy? Um, I I do remember the pattern. However, the last bait that I painted in that pattern, I no longer have as I cleaned house. There's there's some things that did not make the cut, and that was one of them. So well, they they were on on fire. Everybody put in special orders, musky pattern. Andy will paint them up. And don't be offended if it doesn't happen. <laughs> I was gonna mess with you and say, and and send you a bunch of pictures of them, and uh, but no, I I can play the game too. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Brown perch. Yeah, dirt perch. You know, That's I, all I'm gonna say dirt perch. I dirt had a perch. lot of people send me photos. <laughs> Of uh, fish getting caught on unpainted blanks. Can you believe that? I mean, yeah, I probably cr- they just <laughs> crap. They didn't even want eyes, which was crap. Which is great yeah. because I mean, I could ship a whole <laughs> bunch of that stuff out right now. So, guys, get in line yeah. if you need unpainted blanks. I mean, just, and just fish them without any paint. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. No, that didn't happen, but I just countered. That's all. Um, all right. Dirt perch did happen. Yeah, that t- too bad perch. that thing went extinct, you know, and, and walleyes <laughs> took over. I love that dirt perch. You do a limited run of those for, oh, for the people. I mean, that, that, that dirt perch last year caught back-to-back no. days went like 49 and a half and 40, 49 and three quarters. Yeah, I mean, okay, slinky board, bump board, fifties, but uh, they were legit forty nine and a half and forty nine three quarters. But dirt perch. For anyone that doesn't know what dirt perch is, it it's exactly the same as my walleye right now. No, it's not. (laughs) No, it's not. You just you you hate painting brown. That's probably one of the first ones that we paint. That I said you got to paint this brown perch. Yeah, and I know you. The, didn't go well from the beginning. I mean, the the issue is, well, is that all the, the browns brown. that I have, and I'm I'm gonna, I'll just come clean on mm-hmm. this one. All the browns that I get, and I've gone through probably a half a dozen browns since I started painting. All of them are very watery, and it's very hard to get a bar that doesn't like ripple away from the air. Like when when I'm using the airbrush, and it halos do almost. The ladder, you got to do a lateral line. Then those are easy. Yeah, it's still with the, if it's when it's watery paint, it's just it's difficult to work with because like I can only put a light coat on, I have to let it dry, put another light coat on, and it takes like twice as long to yeah. get to get the effect that I I want. Like black, it just goes down nice, but th- that's can't the whole as, point. Can't um, be as bad as the first gold repels you did. What was that? Well, those gold repel. I have. I think that one made the cut. I think I still have an original gold repella. But I thought you were, you know, initially talking about those goldies that you told me looked great with yellow. <laughs> no, I never said that. You I never was, told me I, otherwise. I, always, I was always like, we got to get a different. We got to get a different gold here. 
I all it I took was Vance eye. to tell me, "Hey, can you put gold <laughs> instead of yellow here?" And it was switched. You never told me how embarrassing that color was. <laughs> the banana. <laughs> yeah. Are those still in existence? Do we have any of that? There, there's, I think there's a couple floating around. I, if I pull this curtain back, I could probably see if there's anything. I know there's nothing in Raptors. Um, there might be something have, in, in the box that I, I have. I still have one in my tackle box. I, I have a banana. I do. I still I have, have banana one. too. Well, like I said, I don't know if you guys don't tell me. And that was some joke behind my back for years. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, what the... <laughs> look at this. I was just like, look at this Goldie. <laughs> what the hell is this? <laughs> okay, what what that was was That's that was me following Todd's instructions and him not correcting me immediately. So for years, I did it the Pride. way. <laughs> Here's the. You just say here's here's the the bait, you know. Paint this one; it just turned out yellow. I did not have that though. <laughs> <laughs> we have pictures of fish though caught on that. The first soft tail was a, was a was a banana goldie, and I caught fish on yes. it. It made yeah. that that bait also <laughs> made that musky vania video yeah. from Jared yeah. Sayers. Yeah. So it it it's funny now. But it was it. I mean, you can't take life too seriously on this stuff. But it, it, it caught fish. I mean, I know that it would have caught more fish if it would have been what we're doing now. But also, like what what we were doing at the time, and it's easy to get like presentism in that the gold I have now is light years better than the gold I was using originally. Because yeah, well, it would still be drying with, right now. That's it. Just what was up with. Is that how that the original gold Rapala was just the dry time was terrible? Well, like well, some of the original gold Rapalas, I was using my soft plastic paint for golds because I didn't know where to go. And there, I mean, if I started painting now, I think I could catch up to where I'm at almost instantly, just from mm-hmm. from how how this like the the art has progressed. But I yeah. kind of had to search my way in the dark on figuring out some of this stuff. And and the initial gold that we had was a water-based gold. While it was a good gold to get a we good... Must, what's that? We, we must have talked about this on the podcast that we didn't have Vance with us when he was out. Okay. Uh, on the honeymoon. Because remember, we were just talking about the how I was like, yeah, that looks good. It just needs more gold. And yeah. Andy's like, I put five coats on already. I was yeah. like, yeah, a couple more will work. <laughs> yeah. So th- this water base. He cans me one, and it's like, I said, ah, that looks good. And he's like, I put I, 10 I, coats on there. I painted it. It's like, well, that's, I, I, I used, like that. I used the whole quart. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. buying this stuff by like half gallon jugs <laughs> because was it nice. was taking so many coats to get it to layer on. And it was this. It, it, Compared to what I'm using now, it took a long time to dry, and I would go. The raptor looked like a bluegill. Oh, really? It was so fat. No, it didn't. It oh, was, okay. The, I was the layers of paint that I put on to get, make gold gold. Now I can do in like, and it's it's gold. I might have to do another, but even still, it's like instantaneous gold. Yeah, and, and it's yeah. it's the progression. And I didn't know at the time, and. 
you know, as just, just how things went and some colors shot better. I wish I could go back to some colors that I originally had. Some of my yellows were incredible for coverage and just how they laid, just laid down so nice. But as I got away from those water bases and into this more automotive, I'm now kind of searching through stuff and, you know, it's, it's different. I can go down the street and buy this stuff versus ordering it over on online and hoping it comes in, looks nice and small quantities. And so it just, it, it's just how things evolved. But any more jokes? Just, uh, you know. No, the paints, the paints look incredible. They catch fish. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think I have anything from the last four years. Andy, and just Japan, watch him sell. In Japan, Andy, heart surgeon number one, steady hands. Andy's got a really clean paint job. I try. But I, I here's the thing. I compare myself to others, and I don't think I'm heart surgeon number one. So I'm going to keep trying surgeon. to do better. Your heart you you could do a hurdry, uh, hernery surgery for sure. Yeah. Yeah, if you have them. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you it was... need another one. I'm going to tell you what, with, I'm not going to talk about it now, but, um, yeah, I mean, I was really good at pushing that hernia back in for a half a year before they actually put me under, but so yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't and do that. half a year. I, I diagnosed it immediately. Yeah. But it took, uh, it took a year or two of me <laughs> complaining. Like, oh my like, God, I have this giant bruise on my, I was like, that's a hernia. <laughs> you push it. Yeah. Like, this yeah. giant thing sticking out of my belly. And when I push yeah. it, it goes back in. I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I'm just... good. Well, that's not exactly yeah, how it have... went, but since we brought this up, <laughs> Vance, Vance did diagnose my hernia, and he did it over the phone. And I, I want to say, like, he strung this together just nonchalantly. He goes, you ever notice when you do a lot of shoveling the next day, you're really sick? That's classic hernia. And I'm like, hmm, I never thought of it like that. <laughs> I was just putting into other things and food poisoning and stuff like that. <laughs> I was like, I was like, dude, send me a picture of your belly. Yeah, and you're like, I'm not doing that. I was like, I dug a hole and a- then I got food poisoning again. Dang it! <laughs> well, I mean, well, some of this it was a weird onset because, like, in front of my house, we planted big giant oak trees for for transplanted trees. I think they were big. Some were probably twenty foot tall. And I had to dig like holes that were 30, 36 inches in diameter by two foot deep. And I had to do them like immediately. So I dug like nine of these things because these trees were coming the next day. And I was fine. I think that... I helped with that. Yes. I think you did help for a little bit on the one. Yeah. It was I towards the on end. The, on the one. Towards the end. <laughs> right at the end. You, you took those... one shovel. I pushed all those trees in the holes with you. I'm trying to remember. I don't think that you were throwing this. I I don't remember it completely exactly, but um, I came over because you were like wrecked. (laughs) (laughs) Your hernia was sticking out past the shovel. You couldn't even shovel. You're making it sound like I'm in the corner vomiting blood, and you're just sitting here curling these trees. I'm good. You're making it seem like I was there for a little bit at the end. I I remember planting these oak trees with you. We were hernia man. Hernia man. <laughs> I can't shovel my hernias in the way. 
<laughs> Excuse me while I push this third arm out of my abdomen back Went in. Back into your ass. <laughs> but yeah, it was it's always always the next day that I got really sick and I'd contribute it to like a breakfast because it happened after breakfast. That's cuz the it's because it was going out halfway across the Yeah, it was taking a detour. It was it was back through the hole in your abdomen. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> hey, but I, I got I got cut, I'm all stitched up, and I was so good. Three days after my operation, guess who was pulling wires in someone's basement? This guy. You are yes, okay. We're even. You are. Okay, you know, Oak Tree even. Man. Okay. We're we're even. We're even. <laughs> <laughs> we're even, but that doesn't even. that doesn't excuse the the banana goldie, we're, right? We're we're not going to be even after this season. I know that because I'll be coming mm. to you with problems. <laughs> Todd too. Well, yeah, I'll probably have a, we'll need some stuff. I'll anticipate that. So, all right, we took a little detour there at the end. Yeah. We were going to end a couple minutes ago. Yeah. Couple, couple twenty minutes ago. But yeah. any more jabs you guys want to get in? <laughs> <laughs> All right. All good. We'll, we'll okay. talk about you on the dance floor, Vance's wedding, some other night. Hey, I'm all for like, and I'll explain that. I explained it to Todd. I explained it to Todd. Like that's another night. I know. That's but another night. Th- there's a reason. But anyway, so go ahead. Okay. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to get into that. There's a reason. There is. But anyways, big thanks to Baker Bates, Fatty Z Muskie Products, Muddy Creek Fishing Guide, Saint Croix Rods, Ranger Boats, Vix Marine Sports Center, and Muskies Inc. Um, was it June 29th? Chapters. June 29th. Yeah. Chapter 69, Chautauqua Lake Showdown. Sign up for it. Come up and fish. Very good. And the Wassa area of Muskie's Inc. tournament being held in like 36 hours. So good luck. Thanks for listening.